The Beer and Pretzel Podcast and Trash Talk Podcast are part of the Buttwide, though, and Podfix Networks. Check them out to hear more content from other great podcasters. Hello, my name's Austin, and I'm the main host of the show, and today the only player, as this is Forever Gnome, which is our spinoff show for the Beer and Pretzel podcast. In this series, I play a new solo role-playing game by myself, because I couldn't get anyone to come over and hang out with me. Today, I'm playing the super cool giallo movie genre-inspired game, Blurred Lines, which is a cool game by Gontijo, a Brazilian RPG creator. In this game, you play as a crime photographer trying to catch a killer before they catch you. And for those who don't know about this film genre that this game is heavily inspired by, Giallo films were a wave of Italian horror films, horror mystery films that came out mostly in the 70s and 80s. And they were the genre that came before and even inspired the United States made slasher genre. Except these films I always found more interesting than the American slasher film as it wasn't just about the kills, although the kills are a very fun part of this genre but also their murder mysteries. So you're not getting some kind of supernatural being like Jason Voorhees, uh, someone who can't die, or maybe someone like Freddy Krueger who can invade your dreams, anything like that. No supernatural elements to it. Uh, these movies were strictly someone in a mask, someone with a knife, a killer, and they had a lot of cool, uh, very creative kills. But these were mostly murder mysteries rather than straight horror films. So yeah, these films always featured a masked or obscured killer. They would dispatch their victims in many gruesome ways, accompanied by some kind of like groovy tunes and creative camera work, all while being equal parts murder mystery as well as horror. Um, if I was to recommend any starting Giallo films, I would personally recommend Torso, Opera, and Tenenbrae are my personal top three Giallo films. So I found this solo role-playing game, Blurred Lines, recently, and it's a game I definitely recommend people checking out, especially if they're into this style of uh, filmmaking, uh, the Giallo film genre. It's a cool little game and beautiful design work on it. Very, very creative uh, layout for everything, and just leafing through the book, it definitely goes okay, this is a stylistic RPG to match a very stylistic film genre. So I'm glad they got that. So going into the case until now, the killer has already made four victims. Their modus is suffocating the victim with a fishing line and then extracting their left eyeball, leaving them dead and one-eyed at the crime scene. The killer doesn't seem to obey a logic outside the eye detail. Women and men of all ages are their victim. So in this game of Blurred Lines, it's advised that you print out a map, and that's where we'll be sticking different post-its all over of the different crime scenes I'm going to be visiting on my journey to catch this killer. I print out a map of Montpelier, Vermont, the state I'm from. Uh, it's a small capital. I think it's the smallest capital in the United States. And it's a very small town, but it means a lot to me. I've either lived there or lived near there for most of my life, and I know the layout pretty well. So I have a map in front of me that I'll be visiting, and the game instructs you to first 
put your first post-it on one of the locations you visited that was meaningful to you when you were younger. For me, it was a pizza parlor, uh, Capital City Pizza, which I believe is out of business, unfortunately, now. So basically how the story starts is that I put my first post-it down. I took a photograph. I visited this location, but I found something in the background that's going to get this case started all while there's a killer on the loose. So I was walking by Capital Pizza, or what it used to be, but now it's being torn down to bring in some office company. And I witness, I sit outside the window that I used to sit by with my pizza when I was younger, and I take a photo of the inside. Nothing really that interesting, but I wanted to capture one last moment of this place I visited so much when I was younger. Inside, construction workers are dismantling the place, pulling the booths apart, uh, taking the counter down, all of that fun stuff. In the background, a figure is in the background. Someone who probably doesn't belong there. Someone that's staring right down at me. In this photograph, everyone is a little blurry as everyone's working and moving fairly quickly as they're trying to take down this place as quickly as possible to get up for new business in as quickly as they can. So it's a little blurry, except for someone in the background. So far in the background though, that I can't get a good look at their face, but they stand almost like a silhouette, just standing, no movement, just staring down my camera lens. That's weird. In blurred lines, the gameplay is divided into turns. Each turn you follow the line of commands described below. So first I'm gonna be choosing the place I'd like to visit, although I can revisit the same places multiple times i can't do so twice in a row i can come back to this pizza place or what was once a pizza place but i'm gonna have to wait until I at least visit one more spot then i'm gonna draw one card from the deck there's one d10 in this game that's the only dice that's used uh besides that i will just be using a deck of cards to generate this mystery we'll be reading its prompts resolve the eventual test set by the card Resolve the resolution command, take notes on the case, place the card into the discard pile, and then we'll be starting again. So I put down my second post-it note, which is of the capital. And with every time I visit a new location, I gotta write down on this piece of paper, F, M, and B. Foreground, middle ground, and background. So forgive me that I'm not the best with uh, photography terms, but I'll be doing the best I can. Maybe my guy knows his stuff, or maybe not. I visit the capital, and as I have arrived here, I will write down the first plane, which is the foreground, and I believe I'm going to be writing down a uncommon site, or maybe a common site, I gotta check. Visiting the capital, I go over to its front and take a picture. Write in the foreground, which is what I'm doing right now. I think this is going to be a common site. In this game, there are uncommon sites where you can see something a little bit weird that relates to the case and common sites that don't seem to have any um, relevance to the plot of the mystery, or at least so far. The foreground of this shot is just people walking by, people mostly in suits, walking in and out of the capital. Pulling my first card, starting this game. So I just pulled a Jack of Hearts. So face cards are a little different in this game that they are plot twist cards. So you go over to, uh, well in this case I'm gonna go over to the Jack section and a Jack I need a seven to beat. So I roll and in this game I have three main stats. I have Trigger, Gut, and Presence. 
my triggers a minus one, gut plus one, present zero. You get to distribute those stats however you would like. And with hard cards, I test whatever attribute has the modifier value of zero. So you roll a d10 with jacks, you gotta get at least a seven out of 10 or higher, and then you would pass and the plot twist doesn't really happen. Okay, so rolling a two, I've definitely failed. And what happened? I wake up in a locked, claustrophobic metal box. A gloved hand drops rice and raw chicken through the small holes of this track daily. Jeez, just started, I'm already in a bad spot. I lose the notion of time and realize it's only been a month after you wake up in your bed one morning like nothing ever happened. You lost 20% of your weight and standing up will be really difficult next week. And because I failed for next three turns, substitute all of your modifiers for minus one. Doesn't matter if I have a plus one or a zero. Every roll for next three turns is going to be a minus one, which is going to be a little bit difficult. But so I guess this mystery really starts off with I take a photo of the capital. I don't really notice anything. And then someone grabs me, someone with black leather gloves, puts a bag over my head and drags me into their vehicle, throwing me into the trunk and shutting it. And then I guess after a month of being locked away in this metal box, I'm just randomly released. I never get to see the killer, never get to talk to them. I don't know anything about them, but it's evidence that the person does not want me snooping around. Putting down another post-it note, I'm going to put it down at the bridge. It's this bridge for the trains that goes over the river, and I don't know. It's a kind of nice spot. If you ignore all the hobos under the bridge, my character will go there and take a photo. Even though there's no train, I'm going to take a nice photo on this fall day of the leaves blowing in the wind is what I capture in the foreground. With In the background, if we get to that at some point, is the tracks. And picking up another card, it is a eight of spades. So with just normal cards between two and 10, you roll a d10 and you add whatever attribute you need. Unfortunately, in this case, I got to roll a minus one. If I can get the number or higher, I will pass. And there is a win condition and maybe I'll learn some clues. Roll my d10, I get a six. So I have failed. A witness I promise to help is the victim. Someone that I talked to, someone who said that they saw the killer. Maybe it's one of those hobos under the bridge that just visited, but they end up the victim. As I look down into the river after taking my uh, shot, I look down and I see someone lying on the banks. I run down and the cops are probably going to dismiss it as just, uh, he probably overdosed. But it's clearly evident that someone silenced this poor man. Anyway, a witness I promise to help is the victim. They are on the verge of death and they are trying to whisper something to you. He tries to pull me close and say something. He whispers before passing. How did they die and what did I hear? Um, how did they die? I think this time the killer had to be quick and it just stabbed this man in the back perhaps and he fell over and he's just laying in this bank. Um, he didn't have his time to do his whole, you know, pluck out their eyeball with a fishing hook bit. They just knew that this person was a witness and silenced him. What did he say? Let's say this man said, watch out for the man in yellow. At the time, I don't know what this means, but hopefully I will figure out at some point. And because I failed this, for eight, I placed one token on the killer track. 
the game instructs you to already have one on the track when the game starts so i'm already at two out of five and once i get the five the killer catches up to me and silences me before the case is resolved i'm going to return back to the capital it's been a whole month since i've been here last and i have severe ptsd and um, trauma from getting kidnapped here and kept into a kept in a locked box for a whole month the police were never able to do anything i gave them a description of best what i knew of where i was they didn't find anything when i told them about a certain sound i heard a clanging of a bell they were eventually able to find the location this old warehouse that has an old rusted bell outside that clangs when the wind blows they searched inside and actually did find the box i was held captive in but searching the entire place, they never found the killer. This place appeared to be abandoned for years, but I knew that I was living there for quite some time, and at least the killer visited. I return back to the capital, and I think I go to middle ground. I described the middle ground of this photo, and checking out this photo I took months ago, I noticed in the middle ground, up on the steps of the capital, there is a woman walking a dog out of the capital. I've recognized this woman, and I know who she is, but I can't put a name of it. I've seen her in the paper, or I've maybe seen her on TV. I don't think she's a politician. I don't know who she is. I pull up a card, and it is a seven of clubs. I still have my negative one modifier, so I'm going to roll, and I roll five. Minus one is four, and I lose again. Okay, as I have failed, I will read the prompt. Some corrupt cops don't like my smart face. It won't let me proceed without some bribery. Although I forgot my wallet today, though. Describe how I got that broken tooth. So, I got that broken tooth um, from my time in that locked box. One time I tried to escape, and the killer found me scrambling out and took some kind of pipe or wooden mallet, hit me in the face, knocked me out, and broke one of my teeth and as I was locked in the box for another week I wasn't able to get the proper um, medical help I needed and this tooth is just staying broken for a little bit until I can raise enough funds to visit a doctor as my character does not have insurance he's kind of doing everything by himself and he's a freelance photographer he doesn't have health insurance provided by his work so I just have this cracked tooth that just bothers me and I'm constantly touching it with my tongue even though I try to not to. Now I'm going to leave the downtown city of Montpelier and I'm going to go up one of their hills going into the forest. Up in the forest in this park there's this like cool old tower I believe from the Revolutionary War um, but I could be wrong and it's this very old stone tower kind of looks like a castle almost and a lot of people go there to go up the tower um, and take photos. My character is going to go up the steps and I'm going to take a nice photo of Montpelier from the kind of a bird's eye view. Flipping over a card, I'm going to get a six of hearts. Let's see if I can break my um, losing streak I have going. And I roll four, so that is a failure once again. I get hit by a celebrity's car. Your camera was damaged in the process. Now you'll have to wait till it gets fixed. For the next challenge test, your attribute value will be minus one whatever the attribute so celebrity what's interesting or not interesting i guess kind of boring vermont really doesn't have many celebrities it's super cold most of the year and uh taxes are really high 
it's not a great place for anyone well that's not used to Vermont to live I guess I would say and but some celebrities I guess do live here because it's kind of nice that you know not a lot of people bother them there's not many people in general in Vermont everyone's really spaced out uh, people are mostly loners and like to be left alone so I believe one celebrity is the actor Louise Guzman who's in uh, he's a great character actor who plays a bunch of bit parts in a lot of movies um, he's gonna play Gomez in the new Adam Family Netflix show I think he's playing doesn't matter uh, he's also in Boogie Nights and a lot of great Paul Thomas Anderson movies and he's just all over the place uh, I believe he's a Colombian actor. And Luis Guzman actually owns a house in Vermont. And he's very passionate about the arts in Vermont. I believe his kids go to school here somewhere. Um, but he's one celebrity that does live in Vermont because he gets to be left alone pretty much. And I think he has a farm or a ranch or something. But I guess his car, he's driving through Montpelier looking for some pizza or something. And uh, yeah, he rams into me. Kind of rude. He didn't even bother to stop, but... I guess he didn't see me. So his car drives a little bit close to mine and my camera was hanging by my side and he just wails. Another foot, he would have knocked it into my legs and broke them, but instead he smashed into my camera, breaking it. And it's gonna be a little difficult um, to fix that. I'll probably have to wait a couple of days before I can get it fully fixed. And for next challenge test, I have minus one to it. Very fun. And I guess this is all after I come back to downtown after going to the tower up on the hill. I am going to return to uh, the pizza place and write down uh, the middle ground. But I found out that I have to wait for a prompt to describe a common or uncommon site. So I take another photo or I at least develop the photo I took there originally a little bit more. The first time I saw the killer in the background... Um, but I won't describe until the game tells me to. Uh, Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. And for this plot twist, I have negative one again, because normally I have plus zero for heart-related things. And I have minus one since that last failure, because I'm kind of stuck in this loop. Oh, there we go. I rolled a 10. So I was betrayed by someone you thought you could trust. Who was it? How have you discovered it? So I don't get the negative, which is turn two uh, current uncommon sites into common ones, but it does still happen in the game. So I was betrayed by someone I considered a confidant. So going into who betrayed me, I think there is this old man who actually is the one who's going to fix my camera. And he's someone I've gone to for many years to develop my photos and someone who just he knows the business very well and he's giving me good advice about what to get for my camera and he's someone i've entrusted with some of these uh I, i've entrusted with the knowledge of that i've learned so far i've told him about the man that was killed the one who is a witness to this murderer who's stalking montpelier and um he's just someone i can trust i've told him about the time that i actually had my own run-in with the killer i didn't tell him every detail but i did tell him and let's call this guy jerry so jerry he's probably in his 60s he's got a little bit of a beard gray though and he just knows photography like no one else. But he's betrayed me. How did he? I'm going to say that I had some other photos that had a clearer look at the killer. Ones that were more in focus. Probably when I saw the figure at the background at the pizza parlor. 
that is probably the killer and I was trying to develop these more in focus pictures than the one I took originally but I found out that the photo was lost he says I'm so sorry I'll refund you I'll do whatever I can but we messed up and the photos were damaged beyond repair I'm sorry hopefully hopefully you didn't lose hopefully you didn't lose too much how did I figure out about this I later found my photos, or what I assume to be my photos, in the trash can behind uh, the photography place. But they're scratched out, they're damaged, uh, they're drawn upon. Why would he go to such lengths to damage my photos? Is he the killer? Does he know the killer? Or is he so scared for me or for himself that he damaged these photos for my best interest? I don't know. Four of hearts. So now I just got to get four uh, plus zero to my roll. Um, I got nine, so I do pass. And the problem for that is my first childhood memories are from this neighborhood. You see your child self looking at you, asking you to follow. Where do they lead you? So all these Jello films don't really have much supernatural elements to them. They have like characters experiencing things that are a little weird but they're not like ghosts or anything like that um something like this in the movie you would probably see a child actor playing the main character's younger self and they would put him there and kind of lead him there but there's not really an explanation for it it's just the character is imagining things we don't go back to it so i see my younger self looking at me probably in the reflection of the river as i go down to visit where i met um, my other confidant, the homeless man who uh, was killed. I go down, I look in the river, but instead of seeing myself, I see this kid. Uh, the kid in the reflection kind of swims away and I kind of walk along the sides of the bank. I follow the reflection for a little bit. My imagination playing tricks on me as I see my younger self leading me somewhere. It eventually disappears or and my normal self appears in a reflection as it has led me downtown as as the river winds through uh, the capital and it brings me to another bridge very close to the justice building i don't know what to take from that i don't know if maybe this could lead me a little closer to the killer and figure out what is going on and why they're stalking me but it's something i get to describe an uncommon sight about this area so I guess it's a new area. I'm gonna put a new sticker down for the Justice Building, an uncommon site. In the game, if I'm able to get enough uncommon sites on these uh, little piece of paper, I can eventually win the game. So uncommon site that I see in the foreground. So taking a photo of the Justice Building, there's someone in the upper window that's looking at me. Not in focus enough that I can tell much detail, but someone that's wearing a yellow hat, like a yellow baseball hat pulled over their eyes. Could this be the killer? Is this what the homeless man meant when he said, watch out for the king in yellow? Going downtown, I go to my friend's uh, bookstore, the book garden, which is the book garden is the real life business of our uh, podcast partner, Brad. It's his little bookstore, downtown Montpelier. I visit it, I say hello, I'm going to look around for some books, and I'm going to take a nice little photo of his store for him that he can use for his website or for Facebook or whatever. But I take a photo for him and I'll tell him that when I get developed, I'll send it to him later and he can use it however he wants. 
I get a nine of diamonds and I am asked to test my trigger score, which is minus one. Uh, Roland, I got a seven, uh, so I do not get what I needed. And for that, an airplane crashed into a nearby neighborhood, killing a lot of people. Oh, geez. Um, I have to cover this tragedy today. Nothing else happens, and I get to end the turn. So I get into my car. I travel to nearby town. Horrible. I can still smell the fumes and the smoke that kind of come out of this neighborhood. Many ambulances are there pulling the dead and injured away. It's a horrible sight and it haunts me for the rest of the day. Let's go to a new location. I will revisit the book garden later. Um, I guess it could say, I will revisit the book garden later, but I guess how the book garden plays into the plot is that when I was there taking the photos, when I got the phone call about the plane crashing into a nearby town, killing a bunch of people, and then I had to leave very quickly. Maybe if I stayed around a little bit more, I would have saw that the killer was in the back, pretending to leave through some books, all while watching me. And I had I was not the wiser. I did not know that he was there. Looks like I got diamonds again, so I'm gonna be testing trigger again as I drew an eight of diamonds. Uh, seven minus one is six. A violent dispute between rival hooligan gangs is taking place in front of your building in the alleys beside it. It is not safe to leave the apartment today. I'm stuck indoors and I get to describe a common sight in the picture. I forgot to describe where I was going to go, but this is a perfect opportunity to say, I guess my apartment building can be one of the locations. Describe a common sight. In the foreground, I see the two rival hooligan gangs brawling it out. Uh, Montpelier is a very small place and not a lot of crime goes on. It's just a bunch of hippies in Montpelier for the most part. Um, but yeah, I guess it's two gangs. Um, I'm going to say one side is mostly older potheads even the other side are some kind of rabid homeless people from the river that they get in a fight with each other for some reason not sure why in my photograph i focus on one of the fighters someone that is evo it's fall and not super cold yet they wear a very very bright like neon pink sweater and i think that's kind of interesting and it stands out in the middle of this fight so i get this nice photo of everyone freeze framed trying to punch each other brawling it out and this one person directly in the middle holding two people about to knock their heads together wearing a bright pink sweater and it's kind of interesting let's move on to the next location as i'm going to return to my friend's uh, bookstore and give him the photo i promised him i draw a four of spades i only roll a three but luckily a plus one in my guts which is for any which is for any spade roll. The killer is nearby. So I am able to pass. There's something wrong in the air. I feel like I'm being observed. What makes me suspicious? What makes me suspicious is that I feel like I've seen these people before. I feel like I'm in deja vu. What is, is that the killer followed me back to the bookstore once again, just like he did a couple days ago when I was here, leafing through books. And why I have deja vu is that when I look around, obviously different customers, uh, my friend is wearing a different shirt, but someone is giving me a case of deja vu. I don't know at the time, but the killer's there and wearing the same exact outfit as he did a couple days ago when he was stalking me. 
glue a new post-it here at this place and describe the first common sight. I take another photo, this time for me, and I take a photo of my friend standing behind the counter talking to someone. And the common sight is that I focus the photo to show my friend, but also highlight this like little green dragon that he has hanging from the roof. And it's just kind of like hanging right above him. Kind of looks like it'll just drop down on its head if the string snaps. And it's just kind of interesting photo. He's standing right directly underneath it. And that's all I see. Maybe later if I develop some uncommon sights, maybe I'll see some people in the background who are a little too focused on me. I return to the river. I'm going to be testing guts with a 10 of spades. So that's going to be a tough roll for me, um, especially since I have minus one. But no, no, for this, I have plus one. Okay, so nine of 10, I will beat it. I roll seven, so I lose blood everywhere. How does this break your emotional balance? What does this remind you of? So I find blood down by the river, but no body, and it could be anything. Um, it could be an animal just attacked a goose and just bled it out. I don't know. It could be anything, really. It could have been some kids are shooting a horror film by the bank and just used a bunch of fake blood. But the point is, is that it gave me uh, a little bit of trauma because what I remember it from is from when I was here earlier, days ago or weeks ago, maybe at this point, and I saw that homeless man, the one I was going to interview to try to figure out more about this case, the one witness who's seen the killer. I found him dying, and he died literally in my hands here. So the blood just sends me back to that. So I'm instructed to put one killer token on the killer tracks, and now I'm at three out of five. So my character is getting very close to finding the killer, but not in a good way of discovering who he is, but just by running into him as I'm getting very close. Whenever I win the game, it means I get to unmask the killer and solve the case. But right now I got zero clues, so. Hopefully some better rolls come my way and better cards too. I've been drawing a lot of higher cards, so it's been tougher rolls. A queen of spade. So queen cards as a face card are a plot twist card. And I have to get an eight to pass. I got plus one to this roll. I roll three. That's unfortunate. After a rest and weekend, I realize I was seeing things in some uncommon sites were nothing but common ones. Turn two current uncommon sites into common ones. I don't know if I have actually any uncommon sites in the board right now, so I'll double check that, but I don't think I do because I've been just failing every single roll I've gotten. So, so far I have only common sites, so I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess we could say the first photo I took where I saw the killer, or at least the killer's silhouette in the background, that could be considered um, uncommon. I look back at that photo, they aren't wearing a yellow hat no yellow on them and it's just there's nothing in the background there did i imagine that happened the whole time i could have sworn even in my viewfinder that i saw someone in the background staring down the lens of my camera but now it's not even in the photo was i imagining things or maybe someone is doctoring my photos i don't know but i'm slowly losing my mind a two of clubs perfect a club i can do that uh two that's easy enough i test presence which i have plus zero in and i get a nine i pass a local pub owner pays you around he tells you something strange that happened last night who does he see entering the park late at night why is it strange that this person was seen doing that if i get to describe an uncommon sight in the picture i guess this will be inside the bar i take a photo 
And the uncommon sight is that on one of the tables, there's a very large knife just laying there. I don't know if a customer is using that to cut up their food, but it's like very long. It's like a butcher knife. Um, so my character could just be paranoid, but it seems no one sat at the table all night. And yet there's a very long and sharp looking knife on the table. And it spooks me. In terms of what the bartender saw, he tells me, Yeah, I was at the park the other day. Saw someone walk by, obscured face, uh, wearing a baseball hat. Uh, what color is baseball hat, I say? Uh, I don't remember. It was bright color, green, or was it yellow? Uh, yeah, it might have been yellow. I wasn't really paying attention. But what was weird about it is that this man walked by me really quickly. So quickly, uh, bumped into me and I looked back at him he was already 20 feet down he was moving pretty quickly later on I heard a scream and the scream at the time I thought maybe maybe someone's getting killed again no I heard that another woman found a woman lying dead in the park I plucked out killed by fishing line again that man who walked by me do you think he could have been the killer Let's move on to the next location. I'm going to return to up the hill. I'm going to be visiting the old stone tower. Drawn a seven of hearts. My little lucky run is continued as I uh, roll an eight, beating the seven I just pulled. You meet the mama, a female vigilante. She's using a theater mask, but you recognize her voice from somewhere. She gives you an envelope and says, the killer escaped me. I honestly do not know what that means, but I get to take a token off the killer track, which is perfect as my uh, killer track is racking up pretty quickly. Um, that's cool. Where do I recognize her voice from? Well, I guess my character doesn't know yet, so we'll dive into that later. Three of diamonds added a minus one to it. I still pass. I find an old love from the past guiding a fifth grade art class at a gallery. They are surprised to see me and tell me strange things that happened in their neighborhood lately. What is it? What could it mean? Um, she says it's been the weirdest thing recently that people's mailboxes have been smashed. Well, yeah, that could be kids or something. No, 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 no. It's going past that. I was thinking that at first, but people's windows have been smashed recently, but no one has been breaking in. Uh, even a cat was killed recently, poisoned and battered. I hope someone stops him. I hope our vigilante can get to him. And this is the other time I've heard about this vigilante. I'm like, I look at her and I kind of ponder. I'm like, could my old flame be the vigilante that I heard from earlier? The one that I kind of recognize her voice? Or perhaps it's just coincidence. Ooh, another plot twist card with a king. And with kings, I gotta get nine, I got plus one. I get an eight, so I'm able to barely pass. I have an existential crisis because no one believes me. I start to question reality itself, and if I really saw something in the photos. Once again, I'm going back to that first photo. I thought there was someone there. I'm starting to unravel. Was there a killer at all? Another plot twist card with a jack. Rolling a lucky 10, I once again am able to get out of the plot twist. Um, but for story's sake, I guess we will say the police confiscated one of my photos. Their justification was that I didn't have permission to photograph this place. 
Let's say that place was the inside of the Justice Building, the same room where I saw the man in yellow earlier looking out the window at me when I was on the ground taking a photo of the building. But to confiscate the photo I was able to take of the crime scene, or at least the scene where I last saw the killer, because I was hoping to find maybe his office or some piece of evidence to try to catch him, but the police take all my photos for the day, so I guess that was a waste. I'm never going to really learn anything because I'm not able to return to that building as I was kicked out. Nine of spades. Even with my plus one, I still fail. Um, so the clue was a trap. There's no one here. You see someone in the tunnel shadows looking at your direction, but when a truck passes, they disappear. Classic move in the movies. What did the killer seem to be holding? Uh, the killers seem to be holding not a weapon, but something that maybe they were hiding. Let's say a small box. What was in that box and what secrets does it hold? I might never find out. Place two tokens on the killer track. So not only did I catch up to where I was before, but pass it as I'm now at four out of five. Okay. This photographer might not make it out of this game alive. King of Hearts, another plot twist. This time though, unfortunately I do fail. A tree falls through my front window during last night's storm. Part of my work is lost. It could be because that room had some of my external hard drives that had a bunch of my photos that I didn't get to check out yet. So a part of my work is lost as this tree just falls through, smashing it. Although there is a storm outside, which is a good explanation. My character is paranoid and suspicious and believes, did someone smash this tree in here on purpose to maybe try to kill me? Next day I get the cops, they show up and they look at it and they're like, man, you're crazy. It's just a tree. It fell over. Sorry about your house, but accidents happen. And let's go to the next card, a two of hearts. I should be able to pass that. And I do. So go into the heart section. An old love finds you by chance in the coffee shop. The same woman I saw earlier at the museum, the one that was teaching the kids uh, art or something. You guys have a good time and talk about the good old days. I help her relieve her stress of all the bad things that's happened in her part of the neighborhood that is happening from some crazy person, perhaps a killer. For a brief moment, you forget about the horrible world you're immersed in. Because a lot of bad things have been happening to me. And for the next turn, add plus one on top of all your modifiers. Nice. Ace. This is our first ace. So for the four aces in the game, these count as locations. So I have a bunch of uh, little post-its on my map of places I know that's in Montpelier. Um, but location cards that are kind of cool that I get to roll D10. And there's no failing or passing but it just adds a new location and I put a new post-it down even when I return to that place whenever I want to then I could take a photo and write something down rolling a nine I get a Taurus crypt decorated with the bones of 4,000 friars okay that's interesting um, definitely nothing actually like that in Montpelier but that's kind of cool these like location ace cards because you kind of have to throw in these kind of random locations that might not actually be at the real life location but it's kind of a cool thing in a giallo movie it would just be a new set that they built that they really want to include i guess there is a taurus crypt uh with four thousand bones in it that's kind of creepy and weird and you know 
as my new turn, I think I will visit there. It's a new place that opened up and, well, not new, but a place that just opened recently to the public after being shut down um, from, I guess, let's say COVID. Uh, they were shut down for the two-year gap, but they're open again. Four of diamonds. And for this, I get, I think it was plus one for my next roll. And with that three, I am able to pass. Oh no, I'm I'm actually not able to. I, I have a minus one in trigger, so with, even though that plus one, I still get an even three, which is below the four that I needed. That sucks. A union is protesting the streets today. It closes off your neighborhood and leaves you no other options but to sit down and play checkers with the owner of the bodega on the other side of the street. That's such an Italian thing to do. Nothing else happens. End of your turn. Okay. So I guess I don't get to visit that location. Nine of clubs. I'll be testing presence, which is a plus zero. Gotta get a nine. Uh, actually, I do pass. I rolled a nine exactly. Neighborhood vigilantes talked to you in a dark alley tonight. They said they beat up a guy near death and got some info for you. A new place. Add a new location. And it's first blank post-it. So... The new location will be the back roads of Montpelier. Some nice houses back there. And also there is a baseball stadium for the Vermont Mountaineers that plays on this uh, kind of lonely street leaving the city. Um, what did they find out? Um, they find out from beating this random guy up. I don't know who this random guy is, but when they beat him up, they find out that they believe the killer lives somewhere near this baseball stadium. So that's where I'm gonna go for my next location. And I'm gonna take a picture, take a snap of the area, and in the foreground, all I see is a baseball stadium. Kinda old, all the paint on all the bleachers are chipping off, but it's a nice little stadium, and it's like the only major, relatively major uh, sports team in town, so gives the locals something to do. Four of clubs. I roll a one, which is an automatic failure, which is unfortunate. I fell from the stairs, let's say the stairs of the bleachers, and broke my right leg. You have to stay home looking at the building in front of you of your camera. Describe a common sight in the picture of the, I guess it would be the little park that's outside my apartment building. A common sight is kids playing down there, and it reminds me of my youth of when I lived in a location similar to this, and my parents also lived in a crappy apartment building, and I was playing outside. This is for my character, not me. Not me in real life, at least. Five of spades. I tried to roll my guts, which I had plus one, and I only needed a five, and I rolled one once again. When you arrive, there's a message left for you by the killer. What is it, and what does it say? And then, because I failed, I place one token on the killer track and that fills up my killer track with five, which is pretty bad as I don't think I got a single clue. So when when I arrived, there's a message left for me on the door. Uh, it says something along the lines of, if you keep this up, she'll die too. Probably talking about my old flame that me and her have been hidden off recently. Does that mean the killer has been watching me as I've been going on coffee dates with her? In a fury, I investigate the location, hoping to find the killer who left the note on my door. Maybe he was here recently. And actually, he was. I find someone stalking the streets. I go to them. I pull them around, looking underneath the brim of their yellow hat. 
looking in your eyes. It is me. Uh, is it a twin? Was I the killer the whole time? Have I gone truly insane? As I ponder these questions, the credits start right after the killer pulls out a bowl of fish and line and a fish and hook. We all know what's happening next. Credits start, groovy music kicks in, kicks in, and that's the end of this story, which I will call it because Giallo films usually hit a theme of really long and kind of vague sounding names. And I will name, and usually they had either a number or an animal name in it um, or a question that's asked in title. So mine will be Eight Scratches on a Cat's Window will be the name of this fake movie. Probably wouldn't be very interesting. I guess for a little twist at the end, you could be like, oh, the whole time they weren't able to find the killer because they were the killer the whole time. Or maybe it was a twin, some people will say. But you could say because they never were able to dig you could say because I was never able to get a really clear picture of the killer. Maybe it was me the whole time. Maybe I'm the one who sabotaged my own plans. Maybe I'm the one who purposely broke my camera. It was me who killed the homeless man. I found him in perfect condition, wanted to talk to me about what he saw. Before, he was horrified when he saw the person he's meeting up with was the actual killer. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and thanks to Gon Hiho for sending, sorry for butchering your name, but thanks for sending me uh, this game for me to play on this podcast. This is Blurred Lines. I'll be leaving a link to where, I think it's on Drive-Thru RPG, where you can pick up this game. It's a 40-page document. It's pretty fun to read. It's very, very well designed, and especially if you're into Giallo or uh, murder mystery films, yeah, Thanks uh, for the audience for listening to this newest episode of Forever Gnome. If you enjoyed this and you enjoy listening to me ramble by myself, uh, please let me know. It gives me a little bit more confidence to make these. I usually prefer to making group game RPG actual plays, but I enjoy doing these from the time to time. And I appreciate the uh, RPG creator community for sending me these PDFs for the uh for me to play um so i enjoy doing that thanks everyone for listening and next time you'll be hearing travis and i play an rpg called partners thanks and stay tuned for more from the beer and pretzel podcast